This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host. We are floating around in the middle of the international break, but there's plenty to get into. Joining me to discuss latest happenings out of the Villaverse, in the Villaverse, upcoming in the Villaverse, Mr. Chris Bird, Mr. Phil Shaw, welcome. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. I'm good. I've just got back from Ireland, so always a uh, a nice international break retreat. But I do end up uh, only watching Ireland. I don't watch England. And England are bad enough to watch. I watched some of the Dutch. Well, I had it on the background, Holland and Ireland, and that was a turgid game, although Ireland wanted to lose it anyway to have any chance of qualifying through the coefficient uh, mess up. I wondered how Vighorst scored. That's probably the only way. Let him score. Yeah, well, I looked at that Dutch lineup, and I there's just that. I mean, I went to see Holland versus the Czechs in the Euros in Budapest, and I was just thinking, this is a shocking Dutch team compared to the you know even reasonably recent teams, and uh, it's still bad. It hasn't improved at all, and Ireland are kind of scratching around as well. So not much of a spectacle. But yeah, I've avoided uh, the England. Uh, I mean, I looked at that team sheet, the first one, I thought, geez, we're actually regressing. I mean, considering we've we got to a final and should be like one step away, whether I'm talking about the Euros, one step away from, uh, you know, the aim should be winning a tournament at this stage. And you just look at that lineup and you think, no, we're, we're actually going backwards, I think, now. I, I don't see Southgate lasting past the tournament. No. No. Anyway, enough of that. Coming up in the show, we will catch up with all of Villa happenings. Uh, Mings has emerged with, uh, is it just a PR promo? Just brand Mings still exists. Uh, we shall uh, discuss that. Emery goes stateside. Moreno gets on the grass, as people like to say. More interesting, I think, is this loaning players from the Saudi league has not been blocked which is astounding for me because that's just... Uh, I mean, if you want any clues what's happening in football at the moment, another thing, FIFA is about to have a Saudi oil sponsor as well. No clues there, is there? And what's, uh, no. Who's getting the, the World Cup? Well, we know where the power is now. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they've just taken over boxing, they're taking over football. I mean, no problem, but what's the motivation here? To rule the world. There's certain uh, human rights records. and But the thing is, I mean, the, the thing that makes me laugh is the hypocrisy in England, in the sporting associations here, you know, be them boxing, football, whatever, where they're all campaigning for equal opportunity and diversity groups. But how uh, serious are they? Well, they're not very serious at all. They all just take the buck because obviously the Saudis aren't interested in any of these diversity groups. And uh, you see what happens. Nobody makes a stand against that. You gents all right? Rocking and rolling, mate. Yeah. Rocking and rolling, getting into the busy season now. Christmas runner shows and all that. And bloody glad to be rid of another international break and back for the, as we I think we previously said on the last show, the kind of the first defining period of the season. It's going to be a really interesting few weeks, isn't it? Well, yeah. the season starts now, bud. Let's cut to the yeah, chase. Man. It starts <laughs> now. We've, we've been messing around uh, previously. Now we'll find out if we are any good. You'll find that out in uh, the next four games, really. Yep. If we win all of them, then, uh, I mean, it's going to be unbearable. <laughs> in some respects, just the usual social media commentators, etc., would be going mad. But hey ho, I'd rather That's be winning we did, them. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right before we get into things, supporting the My Old Man Said podcast through these winter months is NordVPN, and they are offering our listeners a bumper deal where you can get an extra four months free on top of huge savings on. The personal choice when it comes to VPN, of my old man said, if you want to protect your privacy on your devices and while you're browsing, then NordVPN allows you to use it on six devices. And, of course, one of the key attributes of a VPN is it allows users to watch sporting events, TV shows, films, which aren't available in their region by switching their virtual location to a country where you can watch it Perfect for those 3 p.m. kickoffs on Saturday or 2 p.m. kickoffs on a Sunday for the untelevised games in the UK. To grab your exclusive discounts off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash moms and you'll receive four extra months for free. And there's a no risk Nord 30 day money back guarantee as well. You'll find the link uh, in the episode description notes. So check it out. As an additional added bonus, NordVPN will match any donation made to Movember, the campaign that helps raise awareness of men's both physical and mental health and encourages men to talk about it, NordVPN will match any donation, so in effect doubling your donation to that cause. Thank you very much. Right, let's get into the villain news. Right, international break. Uh, McGinn always scores every international break, pretty much. Always scores, always assists, always plays. Too many bloody minutes for my liking. Mm. You've already you've already qualified. Just rest him. McGinn's 18th goal for Scotland in 62 appearances. Compare that with 19 goals for Aston Villa in 186 league appearances. Wow. Saves his best form for his... I think his ratio for Villa will certainly go up from now on in for this season and the next season, but his uh, influence for Scotland is uh, on another level. I think he relishes being the main man, doesn't he? Yeah, for real. 
And it's good that uh, he's actually responding really well now to responsibility. Yes. McGinn scored a penalty in the 3-3 draw with Norway, but Scotland are through, and they were through with a game, well, before they even played this game, which was a bit of a surreal experience for most Scottish fans. Yeah. Torres featured for Spain. They won both their games 3-1. Yeah, against Georgia and Cyprus. Yeah, Kamara came on. Uh, actually, Villa players didn't really feature that much. I mean, Watkins started for England in the second game against North Macedonia. Lasted about an hour, didn't he? Soon mm. subbed off, uh, I think it was about 54 minutes. Comza yeah, didn't see the light of day. So, all good on that front. Not that they provided much uh, for Aston Villa fans who were you know, watching the game to see them, but I don't care about that. I'm more interested in them being fit for those uh, aforementioned Absolutely. clashes ahead and also the uh, Legia-Warsaw game. Emi Martinez and Argentina were beaten by uh, Bielsa's bucket as Uruguay beat them 2-0. They actually had to ch- change the stadium, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they played at the Bombonera, which is the, the Boca Stadium. Uh, the game was moved from, I think it's the Monumental, isn't it? The River Plate Stadium where they yeah. normally play. Because Taylor Swift was playing there, so uh, the Swifties take precedence. Oh yeah, you get the priority. You've got to get that right, haven't you? It was only a few weeks ago we said that um, as soon as Uruguay played Argentina, that the Martinez's clean sheet record would go. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah, we know what we're doing. We, we Even though we don't watch much international football we we can predict what will happen in it we didn't predict that olsen still got a football career though he was uh, playing for sweden well, <laughs> when they got beat 3-0 in Bakker by Bakker, azerbaijan yeah. this isn't file alongside northern ireland ireland holland put sweden in there as uh, far from vintage hmm. <laughs> and kamara obviously made a brief appearance for the french who beat gibraltar 14-0 uh meanwhile the one-man international team bertrand Truere, captain bikina fassa well he scored two in two First one was oh, one uh, Shades world. of John. I mean, I don't know if you're old enough to remember John Barnes in Rio in yeah. the Maracana dribbling through uh, literally the whole Brazilian team. But uh, Bertrand Traore did. It's almost like like for like uh, for Burkina Faso against Guinea-Bissau, which not quite the level of Brazil, but a great goal if you managed to uh, track it down on social media. And then he scored again in a 3 0 will against Ethiopia. Louise. In the first Brazilian game, he just came on as a sub for uh, eight, ten minutes in their loss against Colombia. Brazil, not not exactly setting the world on fire in their World Cup qualifying group. Uh, they need to get their shit together, essentially. They always start slower, the Brazilians, and they yeah. always limp over the line. Meanwhile, Emery and his right-hand man, Damien and, and Monchi, were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to uh, take in a Bucks game and uh, obviously hang around. and Tell Wes we want the funds. Release the funds, please, Wes. Do a bit of an exchange there. Tyrone Mings released a video. Is it like over? It was over a hundred days he's been out. Uh, no, yeah. I thought it was like some fanfare that he's back in training or something. Well, a lot of Twitter had a meltdown thinking he was yeah. going to retire. It caused a lot of panic. Did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, all I saw was just I saw the actual video itself, which is it was more you know he does employ video. What well, a lot of players do nowadays to knock up uh, videos for social media, and this is more like brand uh, Mings keep you in the uh, spotlight, but also you know kind of a thank you for for Villa fans who'd been checking in. He's kind of in the uh, the autumn, I would say, of the recovery process. You'd, t- you'd like to think he's passed the worst of it. It's a long way to go, and I know when I. Yeah. Mentioned before recorded, Buendia's still got a limp and he doesn't know when he'll be back, but um, we shall see. Chris bumped into him in town. 
in his rather questionable Burberry trainers. What, what did he say exactly? <laughs> I said, how's the knee coming along? Mm, slowly. When you're back, don't know. <laughs> Bye, Emmy. Chris, not much of a conversationalist. As, as you more, he wasn't the conversationalist. I think he, <laughs> he just knew. He just wanted to get away from me. Yeah. It's probably the look I gave him. I looked at his trainers and he just, he just saw the look on my face. Maybe you just missed mistook Burberry trainers with orthopedic uh, shoes which she's using for recovery maybe that's why they're not as stylish on a brighter note uh, Alex Moreno got a much needed uh, just over an hour in the under 21s in their last minute win over Swansea his first action back I mean we always said even though he was appearing on the bench uh, in recent lineups you wouldn't really see him until after the international break because they would have tried to get him in on the under-21 games just to uh, get him up to speed. You may have heard of the Avizil Kobe, well, we mentioned it in the in the show, the, J- the Japanese team, the, the team up. We've actually taken in two of their players uh, who are now training with the under-18s, so that strategic partnership is up and running. The Villa women's team have seemingly turned it around. Uh, second league win on the trot, three games on the trot, if you include the uh, Conti Cup win over Sheffield United, they had a bit of a dramatic win against West Ham away, where Rachel Daly got a last-minute injury time winner. Great finish. Yeah, it really was actually. Goal. Yep. And, and, even, and probably an even better block at, right at the death. I think their goalie nearly scored from the from a corner with the last kick of the game. That would have been typical Villa. Oh, yeah. Well, typical Villa women's team uh, this season. Uh, that It doesn't apply to us anymore in, in the men's team. We don't do typical Villa touch wood few stats kicking about as people uh, try to create content out of thin air. Liam Bailey has the highest goal involvement per 90 minutes in the Premier League this season with 1.58. This is uh, it's a goal or assist, isn't it? Yeah. 1.58 per 90 minutes. Next on the list was Haaland with 1.41. Callum Wilson, 1.31. Mo Salah with 1.2. That said... He's only started two games in the Premier League. and well, has played three... the least amount of minutes, which is why the stats look great. Yeah, and it has 344 Skewed. minutes to his name for the, across the whole. Like, so, you know, he's played well, less than four games in, in, in terms of 90-minute chunks. But he is effective. But yeah, that's, that's how he... It's short, sharp doses, isn't it? Yeah, and he's good at it, so... Long may that continue. That's part of having a squad, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, it's a, it's, it's a match day squad, isn't it? That you utilise yes. rather than just saying, you know, here's the first 11 and if it's not going well, well, we'll sub him. You know, he's looking at Bailey and he's you're thinking, wait, you don't really get what you need across 90 minutes. But against tiring players, he, you know, he's super effective. at home. Yeah. So those stats... The headline is isn't really uh, what it really makes out itself to be, but it does give you an indication on yes, he is uh, effective coming off the bench, which is what you want from him. Meanwhile, uh, Sky Sports title predictors showed that Villa have a 0.1% chance to win the title compared to City with 87.1 and they're only three points behind them. Arsenal with 5.3 and Spurs with 002 the Villa will play all three over there. the coming weeks. So, uh, I, I, why are you grumbling about not point one? I think that's probably a fair reflection. <laughs> yeah, don't you know anything about football? Phil, so you a chance. No, I'm not grumbling. I'm just looking at the drop off from City's eighty-seven point one to Arsenal's five City and City and everyone else. Yeah, it's factual though, isn't it? it? Is. Because yeah, they've got the rule book <laughs> with them. They've got uh, the Premier League 
under their thumb. Well, we'll come They'll on to that. have all these Saudi loan players coming in from the Saudi league uh, if they get any injuries. Enjoy yeah, while no, you can. I think the only dubious thing about that uh, statistic is Spurs with 0.2. Yeah, is that the percentage of effort that City put into the Premier League? Eighty-seven point one pep. Hmm. Yeah, is there only one percent into the Carbo or less than one? I think Spurs' chances of winning the title are not point not 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 two. I think considering they should have won it when they were in a two-horse race against Leicester, and they couldn't even win that. So, and well, they actually finished third in a in a two-horse race. Well, that's Arsenal what the that's them. what the uh, the Chelsea fans were singing, wasn't it? Who came third? Who came yeah. third in the two horse race? Tottenham fucking Hotspur. And that season, in its entirety, summed up what Spursy is. If you needed a another explanation, right? Three points. Point number one: Everton docked ten points for their financial fair play breach. What was the specific reason this happened for those who uh, don't know? Well, the specific reason it happened was that they breached the profit and sustainability rules, which governs how much they can lose over a three-season period. So the Premier, the Everton said that they had lost 105 million, and the Premier League calculated their losses at 124.5. So despite Everton's big spend and new stadium and everything else, they were actually only 20 million short of of complying. Yeah, because certain things like the the women's team infrastructure, things like that, they don't count towards profit and sustainability. You would think that people get done and get deducted 10 points for kind of a heinous uh, crime. But this is a bit of a, like a Al, finally getting Al Capone on taxes, isn't it? Yeah. It's like uh, almost like a tenuous thing, which uh, like, was it 19 million? Meanwhile, there's, you know, Manchester City uh, with their 115 charges. When you listen to some of the sort of the experts who talk about this stuff, the more legal business people, they suggest that Everton, as Mr. Perslow had said, are kind of like the sacrificial lamb, but they are being used for legal precedent because I think they broke one uh, FFP yeah. breach. Of course, City have 100 and however 15. many, 115, but they are, they're all split into five different categories across different things. And it, it would appear that the crime is one thing, the cover-up is what will probably get them. Unpicking it being the challenge, which is why it's taking so long. I mean, obviously, it's historical with City, but the thing is, you you are literally ripping up the Premier League uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the records for what they've done, and Chelsea yeah. as well. But uh, and we will get we'll get onto that probably later on in the show. If you didn't think football was corrupt, point number two: FIFA have secured a Saudi oil sponsorship because that's just what they need. Aramco are on the verge of agreeing a commercial deal that would be the most lucrative deal ever signed for Infantino's governing body. The oil company are to be the principal sponsor for World Cup 2034. I wonder where that's going to take place. Mm. Deal is worth a reported $100 million per year for each of the years leading up to the tournament, for which there is still a decade to go. Wow, Infantino's yeah. got a few more houses coming. Of course, uh, Saudi Arabia, I mean, they bunched three continents together just to clear the path for Saudi Arabia to uh, be unopposed in the bidding process for that World Cup in uh, 2034. The fact they're so shameless, and then there's the fact there's no kind of opposition to this. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing. People are kind of resigned to it, aren't they now? Which is quite yeah. sad when the whole football becomes just so apathetic to it. They're just like, oh, whatever, just give them it. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Point number three. This is a belter, by the way. 
Shakira was presented with a Latin Grammy Award by former Real Madrid defender Sergio Ramos for a song mocking Barcelona defender and ex Gerard Piquet. This uh, there's, there's so many levels of petty here. It's fantastic, it's phenomenal. <laughs> First of all, you got the song. Um, yeah, you know what do they say about hell has no fury? Is it hell has no fury than a woman yeah, scorned? Hell hath, mm-hmm. no, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's inspired the song. What is the song called? <laughs> it's it's, it's not the not the catchiest of titles, is it? Shakira Berserp Music Session Volume Fifty Three. Yeah, when Song of the Year, best pop song at the awards, it ridicules, basically takes the piss out of PK and is now the most watched new Latin song in YouTube's history. I mean, you've got lyrics like, I'm worth two 22-year-olds, and he swapped a Ferrari for a Twingo. I'm assuming that he's shacked up with 22 years old, or has he done a, uh, a threesome with... Uh, <laughs> Two twenty-two-year-olds. That's not the end of this because the fact that Ramos, obviously from Real Madrid, uh, back in the day, do you think they they held the ceremony in Seville because he plays for Seville, and that was like, well, if you hold it in Seville, I'll do it for a laugh. I think he'd have <laughs> well, flown anywhere in the world yeah. to do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's coming yeah. under tax fraud, hasn't she? Yeah, like a like a lot of um, Spanish f- footballers, the the better ones, because I think Piquet's had his, his turn as Messi, well, allegedly, Messi and as well, Messi. And yeah, well, she's not a footballer though, is she? No, but she, she was she involved in those circles. I think what it is, it's uh, I mean, it happens. It's like you make a shitload of money like that, and obviously you employ accountants, and they go right. There's a few you know ways, uh, strategies for obviously you know avoiding tax, uh, etc. You know we can do it quite aggressively. They set up trusts, blah 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 blah, and, and you know they obviously you know you make a lot of money. You don't want to pay, you don't want to give it all away as tax, and they just say yes, and then the accountant just kind of gets on with it, and they might do it nefariously because I don't think Shakira's sitting there at a desk going, right, oh yeah, we can uh, put this money here, they put it there, that gets really, you know. And they don't really consider the moral obligation, which, you know, when it breaks in the media, that's what you get hit by. It's more the moral obligation as opposed to the fact you're just trying to save yourself, you know, paying some money. Maybe PK was a whistleblower and the yeah. yeah, you got to write a song about me. Well, I'm going to tell the tax man on you. Well, yeah, lucky. yeah, maybe he's uh, grassed her up. She just she just needs to open her own production company and just just hemorrhage the money she needs to lose. I'm sure she uh, has. Uh, they've produced 52 other volumes of this uh, buzz up music session, no doubt. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Right, no game to talk about. Which is a shame of late, because we keep on bloody winning. Yeah, well, apart from when we play away, Chris Bird. This is true, David Michael. Yeah, just uh, while we're on that, I knocked up an article. I think I mentioned it before on that BBC column. There's been 18 away games under Emery, and if you shave them in half, the first nine away games under Emery, we had 20 points from 27. That's championship form, isn't it? It was Champions League form, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For sure. But then if you take the last nine away games, and that's this season's plus three, the last back-end games from last season, Wolves away, we got beat. Liverpool Man United away, well. we got a draw. Manchester United, we lost 1-0. Only eight points from 27. The latest, only eight from 27, while the first nine games... Where he, I think he won four of the first five games, and and the only loss was against Manchester City. Is there a? Should we be concerned about this? Why is that a factor? I mean, if you're looking at the relative strength of the teams we played in the, the last nine away games, yes, we've played Liverpool twice, uh, Manchester United away, but you know that's no no biggies. Newcastle, but in the we first nine games, you know we played Chelsea away as we did uh, in the more recent nine games. We played West Ham away, played Manchester City away, played Spurs away, Brighton away. So you know it's not that far apart. Is there a it's reason how we for play this? Now, isn't it? I think it's the he. This is his team now, and we play the way he wants us to. As I think to begin with, we were a little bit more pragmatic. Yeah, which I don't. Which I don't see why we're not. We don't play like that still. That first game, the the away game at Brighton, whenever Villa mm-hmm. hadn't won away in, in any ages, that that's the game that turned into a back six or even back eight towards the end yeah. of that game to grind it out, and that just doesn't happen. That became our identity. Wasn't it? He would literally. We were ahead with 25 minutes to go. They would literally fizzle that 25 minutes away, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the time wasting was incredible. But now you, you don't really get that sense, do you? I mean, you know, obviously, if you want to look 10 minutes to go, you, you're trying to uh, drain the clock. But we were above and beyond, weren't we? We were like... Uh, mm-hmm. It's very obvious. I don't know if that's factored into it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's even an, an, it's like an evolution if you look at the games because the win against Southampton last season was a ground out game. The Everton game felt were very poor until the second half in, in that game. West Ham wasn't great either. It was a bit of a grind. And then Lest- you see... Leicester was smash and grab. Yeah, yeah that was Leicester- last minute territory. Mm-hmm. Draw, eh? Yeah, but, Southampton, definitely. But the, the Brentford game last season where Villa just equalised towards the end that's sort of been symptomatic of the the away performances it's like just mm-hmm. just not really in gear not really turning it on but sort of getting something out of the game while they could so what are we saying are we saying that if you look at the first away nine games which were impressive in results actually the performances tell a different story in terms of how we got those wins so the reality is we're at a similar level to where we were I just, I just think our approach is different. I think you look at those games and you would, pro- I would hazard a guess that the possession stats would be against us for once. Whereas this season, of course, we have a lot of the ball. I think teams are far more switched on to the way we play now. I think they're probably less likely to have a go at us at Villa Park, but they're a lot more likely to try and get amongst us at home. So I think we have our way of playing. 
but we don't generally, we haven't necessarily had to change the way we play too much at home. It'll be interesting, obviously, of the, the few games to come. Away from home, we probably should change the way we play a little bit. But because our form's been so good, we've thought, well, we play the way we play. And if you don't like it, so if, you know, obviously we, we gave um, Burnley a bit of a hiding earlier in the season, but no, they haven't won a game yet, have they, at home? So it's hard yeah. to judge on that one. In the first nine games, only Manchester City scored more than one goal against us in those first mm. nine away games. And... Uh, I think it was just yeah, trying to make said, it solid. Forest, you know, Forest, Liverpool and Newcastle have scored more than one goal against us this time round. And when they've scored more, I mean, in the case of Liverpool and Newcastle, they've, they've obviously knocked a few in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the the games at the start, there was like individual plan. I mean, there, there will always be an individual plan against the team because of the way that we're led to believe Emery is, how meticulous he is. But there was more noticeable on the pitch plan against these teams. It's like, right... We're going to win by doing this. Now it is, as Chris said, it's the, it, it Villa play their way and they it should be good enough to win, but it isn't always because Forrest especially knew exactly the way Villa were going to play and it goes right yeah. to set up traps so everywhere. Wolves. Mm-hmm. Wolves did a number on our side. I'm not making any uh, conclusions at the moment, but, I'm, but I think the Spurs, Bournemouth and Brentford games to come will give you more of an indication of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at those, those are all three games that you could win. I mean, you've got no divine right to win away games. Uh, you know, if, if any home team's playing well on the day in the Premier League, uh, they, they, they can get something. But Spurs are kind of a bit wounded at the moment in terms of personnel, but suspensions and injuries. So they're suddenly vulnerable. Brentford's always tough. We don't tend to do well there. Bournemouth... 50-50 in terms of recent form. We haven't tended to do that well when we've gone to Bournemouth in recent yeah. years. Obviously, we beat them. Strangely, our best performance there was in the Rudy Gestead era. Yeah, so you got three games there that were all tricky. I mean, Villa beat Spurs last season. So that's a template because I look at if you look at individual games and you're looking at what we did, and it's probably the best example in terms of evidence uh, if you want to draw some kind of conclusions at this, the first nine games and the, the last nine games in terms of uh, away results, is if you compare the two Liverpool games where last season we should have won that game. And we were incredible in the first Anfield, half, yeah. While this time round, we didn't even really lay a glove on them seriously and got beat no. 3-0. Big difference in. I mean, Liverpool games. were a lot better and this year. I think they finished the season last season really strongly. I mean, they mm-hmm. they, they beat mm-hmm. most teams they played in the you know the I final remember ten the games. They, so. they were yeah they were poor on the day. First half we outplayed them, and then and of course they came out second half and they kind of knocked on the door, should we say? But that was a big a big point, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, the other thing that these Villa sort of the three defeats this season away have in common is Villa conceded a very early goal in all three of yep. them. Yep. Newcastle got one in the first five minutes. Liverpool did, and as did Forest. And that just it doesn't let Villa get into their their sort of control and rhythm. I mean, they still play like they're controlling the game, but then they're a goal behind. So you know, it makes no sense to be that controlled. You need to you know get on level terms before. Well, you, I mean, as Emery said, he wanted to take the emotion out of how they play, and and it's a bit more systematic in terms of what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Which I I sometimes prefer, like a bit of fire and brimstone uh, as a reaction to games, going down. In certain games, I think I I agree with that. I just think. Especially away from home, when you know we look, you know, as we said, you, know, you look back at some of those results last season during that run, and it was by grinding and nicking a goal or being clinical on the break and a little bit of shit house and that ability to, frankly, ruin a game is probably the best way of 
describing yeah. it. It was some of them were real sort of textbook away performances, the kind of way you'd almost want to play in Europe away from home. Yeah. Now, now I suppose when it clicks, you see results like the Alkmaar away game in Europe, where Villa dominate and control the game. But you're not really going to have that many games like that in a Premier League season on the road. So we'll we'll see. But let's let's see how uh, how it's it goes. A great, in the next it's a great three run games. of games ahead. You know, away and the away trips on the home ones as well. Those three games away are ones that we haven't done well historically, but we can win. Mm-hmm. So the good little tests to see which way the cookie crumbles. Yep. Any other observations uh, while we take stock? I think it's good knowing we're going into a very busy period. You know, Moreno's pretty close, and I think they'll probably trust him with little bits of game time off the bench. Probably good that Dinia had it looked like he had a week off. In the international break, I think, bar a couple of guys. The only sort of concern I have coming out of the international break is McGinn. He's just racking up the minutes in the tank. And you think at some point you are going to have to try and rest him. He does love playing, um, though. He does. And he's he's clearly got the engine to do it. I think it's good that we've got Dino a break. Having Moreno back is huge. I think having Ramsey back in the next few weeks, I think that will be big as well. But I think they'll be very conscious of not pushing him too hard. We said before, you know, you're going into these games and they're all big games. But the first of the big games is obviously Tottenham. But the one that actually can define the season moving forward is you want to beat Warsaw at home by two goals because you want to be able to, A, let the second string go to Mostar and leave a few of your big hitters at home. And you don't want to be playing in Europe in sort of, you know, February time. Yeah, going back to McGinn, uh, well, two things. McGinn, at least there's a player that's earning his wages there. Yes. And uh, if you remember back to last season, Luca Dean and uh, Alex Moreno were in-game sharing that left-back berth. He would bring them on, swap them. So I see a bit of that, potentially. Just looking at it, you don't know until they have the full squad available and what way they're going to approach these games because, or even the games leading into the new year because... When Ramsey is back, is are there going to be like t- swaps like the the look at Dean Moreno situation? Is it going to be Ramsey and Zaniola? Is it going to be you know these these players coming back in? Well, Tillemans is now taking yeah, that spot. Till- yeah, because that's the thing. They're they're in. They're all competing. It's a good thing, Phil. It is a very good thing that they're all competing. But there there are going to be games that suit players better. And yes, you just I mean what what you've got is I mean as we've said re- repeatedly uh, over the last few weeks is you have eight ever present players. Then you've got two in Martinez and Torres who didn't start one game each. And Torres obviously came on for Mings, so he did play every game. Martinez injured for one game. So you've got the same team essentially, but one spot, which has changed, you know, whether it's Bailey, Zaniola, Tillemans. If you play the same team, it's great. You know, stability and familiarity, it's hard to beat. And if it's clicking, which it is certainly at Villa Park, it's all good. But you've seen it like in, you know, if you just take the examples of Villa title races uh, against Liverpool under Graham Taylor and against uh, Manchester United under Ron Atkinson. You find a team, but then... It does either, it goes stale a bit towards the end of the season or you get found out, teams work you out, how you're going to play. So you've you've got to find out, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, even like, let's say Martin O'Neill trying to get into Europe uh, top four. You, you know, you make that January signing to try to freshen things up. In you know, Martin O'Neill's case, he was getting Heskey in when we needed somebody who can actually score goals because we were just missing a number eight 
and probably a, you know what you call a 20 goals striker but in this case we've got players that you can rotate in and out to keep things fresh I think and give you different looks like Bailey and Zaniola and Tillemans and Tillemans through actually coming on as a sub in every game until he started against Fulham and starting European games he's kind of battle ready and you know ready to uh brought in and out Bailey's battle ready he's, he's ready to be brought in and out Zeniola's been playing Diaby's been playing games actually Bailey's been coming on and being a little bit more effective than him as well so it's good yeah. to have all the interchangeable parts yeah. so I the Ramsey it. situation it is another interchangeable part really it's not yeah. like somebody who's just going to come in and that's it it's kind of it's got to be a, a first, certainly in my lifetime. It's got to be a first that you've got such a, a big broad and well a big and broad um, rotation of players that you, you'll happily start. Generally under Villa, you've always had a good first team, yeah, and a fairly hefty drop off on the bench, yeah. Even in yeah. sort of fairly successful teams, even O'Neill has admitted as much that you know he kind of had you know he brought a lot of players in, but the bench was nowhere near as strong as his starting lineup, which is why he never rotated. Even though they were getting paid big mm-hmm. money. Yeah, you know, Gregory never really managed to rotate much. Brian Little openly admitted that he had a great first team and he didn't really know how to, to do the whole squad thing. Yeah, well, with, we're moving on after, after you say something. Yeah, I mean, just going back to what we were saying earlier about these interchangeable parts, I wonder will the, the ultimate evolution of the Emery team be a home team and an away team? Because it's the away sort of form that's letting them down at the minute because people are... L- making plans against the way Villa play at home. I mean, if you throw those sort of variables into the away game, your Moreno's, your Ramsey's into sort of the away games, you know, then we could be in business. Yeah. You certainly pack more punch on the break, I think. That's one thing that you don't get from Dina, is you don't get the the ball carrying. Right, time for Media Muppets. Right, Phil, what's in the trough this week? What's been the main focus of attention? Well, the main focus of attention, there's, as was sort of alluded to, there's been a lot of injuries going around in the Premier League at the moment. In fact, there's been 196 injuries so far, which, according to the Statsmen, is an increase of 15% over the last four Premier League campaigns. Ooh. Mm. Now, Villa have had their fair share of these injuries, but not according to the Athletics' Andy Naylor, who said in a piece called Brighton should be doing better. This was his line from it. While Brighton's Europa League rivals, Aston Villa, continue to thrive with a relatively clean bill of health. Yeah, I saw this, negating the fact that Mings, Buendia, Ramsey and Moreno have been out, who are all big reasons why we actually got into Europe. I mean, they were key players in the... So that's four starting spots. That's almost half your team. Yeah. yeah, it's less laziness, isn't it? Although saying that, Brighton do have a serious cull of uh, first teamers. I think they're just looking for something. To, this is when you when you have your designated reporters. They're just looking for something to you know, like an excuse or something, just to give them a bit of uh, a bit of a lift. Elsewhere this week, it was uh, an unfortunate comment from UEFA president Alexander Seferin, who put out this bef- this comment before the Italy Ukraine game. He said it would be a disaster for Euro 2024 if Italy failed to qualify for the tournament. The reason why this statement turned into a bit of a disaster was if you've seen any of the game, in the 93rd minute, Ukraine were denied, which is probably a a 90% penalty, which could have changed things because the game finished nil each and Italy only needed a draw to get through. Yeah, as I was saying to you before the show, I think if Midrick, who got, I mean, there was contact there, I don't know, if he toned it down... 
ten percent. The re- his reaction, I think, you'd have got it. Well, if he was allowed to have it, that is uh, considering uh, what the UEFA president said. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what the penalty was given for in the England match, and and then that one doesn't get given in the same sort of same yeah. few minutes. And the, the uh, I didn't understand why VAR didn't overturn that because it looked like a penalty to me. I mean, I always remember that Suarez versus Villa when Guzan came rushing out, dived at Suarez. Suarez jumped over him, dived. They gave a penalty. They obviously scored. I think that was a equaliser, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you look at the slow motion and the replays, and you know this is with the pundits, and there's no contact whatsoever. And they, the pundits are saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have come out like that. So you know, not no surprise they got a penalty. And it's like, well, hang on, there's no contact. It doesn't matter if he should have or shouldn't have like dived out there. They gave the decision, you know, to the referee to make. It's like, well, you didn't touch him still. It's not a penalty. That is what you should be saying. It's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. So in this case, uh, there was contact. And uh, I think pretty much eight times out of ten, it gets given. But, uh, I mean, the World Cup was okay with that Italy last time round, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty good. And uh, now to something we mentioned at the top of the show. I mean, name and shame, Phil Shaw. Yeah, I mean, this this is what is unusual about it. Usually whenever the, the Premier League have these votes between their, their the CEOs or their shareholders in the club, they're almost like a secret ballot. You don't hear about it. But no sooner had the, the Newcastle rule, as we call it a couple of weeks ago, the rule about clubs, a ban on clubs sending loan players from partner teams, as it's called, or, you know, basically teams that own, if, if you own multi teams loaning between them there's four piff owned teams in saudi arabia who just happen to buy all these players that would be useful for newcastle like nevers yes especially since newcastle are going through their own bit of a small injury crisis as i said there it's the it's not usual for the the teams to be named so quickly i mean barely you know a couple hours later and we're having a couple of different reports there that it was either seven teams that voted against it or we're getting more reports now from the telegraph john percy and the telegraph was saying it was actually eight teams voted against it and burnley have now been thrown into the mix so the teams named were newcastle sheffield united man city chelsea everton wolves forest and possibly burnley so the sheffield united they're also saudi owned everton are about to be taken over by 777 who own multiple clubs yeah Forest, Wolves. Forest, great. Yeah, but then the big boys, Newcastle, Man City and Chelsea. No shock there. Yeah, and interestingly, of course, Villa and Brighton both have other clubs under their staple, but they haven't yeah, not very exercised good ones, the right to... Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's very short-sighted of these teams for voting to allow this because the, the main one is the Newcastle one. I mean, it's like I said, I joked with you, it's like the gates of hell have been opened now. If, New- yeah. if Newcastle bring Neves in, that, that's the one, that's that's tipping point. That's yeah. like, right, something needs done here. I mean, it's like, tur- it's like Turkey's voting for Christmas, the way these teams are voting for them, not to block this. Let's end with a little Emery's clipboard. Quick one, forgotten man, Mr. Dendonka. How many minutes has he played this season? Oh, wow. Um, 100. 100, Phil Short. Is this in, in all competitions? League. Oh, league? Oh, in the league. I was going to say, because he's played in the cup, didn't he? Less. I'm going to go 60. I'll 60, go Phil Short. 28. 28. It's seven. Oh, <laughs> my word. <laughs> wow. Integral member of the team. That's, uh, you're both too far out to really award points there. Let's go with uh, Felipe Coutinho, our Qatarian <laughs> friend. Fuck knows. 
I don't know. He's played. He, he's he's played, definitely played more than he's Den been Donker. Playing games. I mean, he's higher than a Den Donker. He's higher oh, than a Den Donker. Yeah, miles higher. Yeah, because he's been playing matches. Pretty known. A few hundred, three hundred, forty. I'll go forty. I'm going to give that one to Phil Shaw. It's twenty-four. What? <laughs> <laughs> he only came on two substitute appearances. That was it. Still gets injured before we Qatarian him out of here. Oh God! Right, that was a good game. Uh, do you know? Remember <laughs> Brucey Forsyth? Yeah. Yeah. Higher or lower? Nice to see you, to see you. Nice! And tonight's the night if you play your cards right. Bertrand Traore, higher or lower than a Felipe Coutinho? Lower. Chris? Higher, just. It's lower, 10 minutes. Really? I suppose mm-hmm. he's only been playing in the yeah. cup games, hasn't he? Jacob Ramsey, higher or lower than a Bertrand Traore? Oh, higher. Yeah, he's had two. He's probably played about forty minutes, hasn't he, Ramsey? I'd have a, I'd have a guess. Yeah, forty-nine. Yeah, and John Duran, higher or lower than a Jacob Ramsey? Lower. Higher. In the league, higher. Lower. I'll go higher. Correct, sixty-eight. Ooh. Robin Olsen, higher or lower than a John Duran? Higher. Chris. Uh, what game did he play? I I'm know what game lower. he played. Has he played in the league? Yeah. Oh, you don't. Well, you you're competing against him, Phil Shaw. You've got to be <laughs> ruthless in this game. We should be saying, who knows? Or oh, higher then? Well, yeah, you just gave it away. There, you had him on the ropes, there, Phil. You should have just kneed him in the bollocks, pushed him through the ropes. Kane did he play? Burnley. Was he? Yeah, Burnley? I mean, the clue was in the podcast when we said Martinez has missed one game. Right, that's enough of that. It's a fun Brucey bonus for everybody. We're going to go all bullseye next week and play a bit of magic darts. <laughs> Look what you could have won. Yeah. Christmas thought jumper. Thought you were going to go with Ollie Watkins' touch count, but no, for England. <laughs> what was it? 11. Was it? Ooh. Well done, Scott Watkins. <laughs> what happened to Scott Hogan's Ireland career? Did he play for Ireland? Yeah. He did. And then he just got ditched, didn't he? No comment from everybody there. No comment from me. We've moved on now. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. But the biggest thanks of all to the My Old Man Said members for supporting the show. Special thanks this week to both Tom Parker and Harvey Farmer for joining as My Old Man Said members. If you are a My Old Man Said member, you get access to ad-free versions of the show so you can listen to it as the football gods intended it also extra shows and membership of match club we will be congregating for the spurs game for a match club session which is essentially a live podcast where everybody joins in it's your chance to be part of this so please do go to myomansaid.com and click on the members link for more details and to join up there thank you very much right rub your hands roll up your sleeves the season's about to get interesting until we see if we're actually spursy away from home and if we will take the group e of the europa conference league if we win by two goals the group is ours there's no way we can be uh, usurped until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye goodbye Tillemans, higher or lower than Liam Bailey? Going lower again. Because he he has been playing in all the games, though, hasn't he, Tillemans? So it probably adds up. It's got to be lower, though. Surely Bailey's had bigger runs in the games and stuff. Are we thinking out loud or are we talking? (laughs) 
I'm, I'm both, David, both. <laughs> it's lower. Leon Bailey, 3-4-4. Four, four. Tillemans, 2-8-1. Even though oh, okay. uh, Bailey has only started two games, eight off the bench, Tillemans started one game, 11 off the bench. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.